Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's going to be a recall in California. They got 1.6 million signatures that have been validated, which means, okay, you got 1.6 million signatures. This is going to happen. There's going to be an election. Gavin Newsom yelled and screamed. He hooted and he hollered. He did both the hooting and the hollering. Blame the Republicans. 1.6 million people. He had more than Republicans signing this recall. They saw your lockdowns and said, this is garbage. They saw your view of, of COVID and said, we could do better. And then they watched you go out and eat in restaurants and they said, screw this guy. I mean, that's, that's, that's what they did. That's, that's exactly what they said. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Facebook. Tony Katz Radio. Twitter. Parlor. Instagram. That right there is Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. It's very important for the people to be able to have a mechanism by which they can assert their power because the power belongs to the people. Of by and for, the people means something. In the state of Indiana, the governor, Eric Holcomb, is suing the Indiana legislature for challenging constitutionality of, uh, well, he is, the governor is, there was a law passed in the legislature that allowed the legislature to call itself into a session to review emergency orders. So picture the scenario. The scenario is that the governor was able to say mask mandate and 30 days later mask mandate and 30 days later mask mandate because they were able to the governor's able to engage these emergency orders but we have a part-time legislature in the state of indiana and they weren't able to bring themselves into session so here's the executive doing these things and the representative of the people never had a say so they said hey we're going to allow ourselves an opportunity to have a say the governor vetoes it and says, you don't have the right constitutionally to do that. And they say, and they override the veto. Now the governor is suing the legislature. Well, we knew this would go to the courts. So let's make the argument that through this methodology, they don't have this ability, that it has to be a constitutional amendment, not just something that the legislature puts together. Well, then put together a constitutional amendment. And those people who oppose it should be looked at askew as bad people because they are. The argument should not be that a governor can't do what is necessary in the moment The argument is, over a course of time, the representation of the people matters most. And they should absolutely have a mechanism by which they can assert their rights. Anyone who opposes the people asserting their rights 
That is someone who is unworthy of your time, your attention, or your love. Absolutely, positively unworthy. And someone who should never, ever be voted for. Never be voted for. What, are we nuts? What, are we out of our heads? In the state of California, to their credit, they have the ability to recall a governor who is unfit. Unfit for office. And that's exactly what Gavin Newsom is. So the people went about engaging their rights. How could we not be anything but thrilled about this? How could you be opposed to the people engaged in their rights? They decide. This is why we took such a hard stance. I don't even know where I have the audio, Producer Ari. I don't know where I have the audio of... um, It's when uh, uh, Joe Scarborough said that the taco shop is not as important as the Capitol. I, I, I honestly don't know where I put that. When he said that, I, 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 I went through the roof. Right? There's a riot at, at, the, at, at the Capitol. And he thinks that when you compare it to what happened in, in cities, right? Which can also be seen as insurrection. That's not the same because the Capitol building is more important than the taco stand. I mean, that's just, that's just reason to riot. That's giving reason to riot. Really and truly. Because what kind of person looks at America and thinks that the Capitol building is more important than the people who that Capitol represents? The people are more important Every day and twice on Sunday, we're forgetting this. That's what makes the positioning of so many elected officials so garbage. Is that they don't think that what's happened in Seattle and in Portland and in in Minneapolis, in Indianapolis, they don't think it's the same. They don't think it's the same to what took place to them. It's hard to respect them when they do that. And when government officials get a little too wonky, we should do something about that. We should have the ability to remove them. Now, the census is a whole new thing because the word is out. California losing a seat Texas gaining two seats. Florida gaining a seat. New York losing a seat. Honestly, I got to tell you, I don't even know how it's, it's, it's only one seat. I was discussing this on Newsmax yesterday. Just one seat. But there's some really interesting things in this realignment, especially for places like uh, North Carolina and Colorado. New York had had 89 more people. They would have received one more seat. Yeah. 
according to NPR. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? I will never, I don't buy any of it. I want a recount. <laughs> I want, that's the audit, President Trump. What are we looking at Arizona? Let's get, let's get this done. I will say I, there's something interesting. If Oregon is getting a seat, North Carolina is getting a seat, mm-hmm. Colorado is getting a seat. Those are fightable places that, you yes. know, you, you're right, Bob. They could go either which way, depending on who draws those lines, uh, how much impact do governors have versus where are those state legislatures and, and, and how are they uh, comprised? Uh, it can go either way. But there's also, of course, a battle within at least Colorado and, and uh, North Carolina, a battle for are you a red state or are you a blue state? That battle's going on. Oregon, we know is lost. We know the eastern half of Oregon doesn't agree with the western half right. of Oregon. They'd like to be greater Idaho. Uh, so again, I want to recount because there's no way it's only one seat. A lot of more people moved out of New York in yeah. my view. North Carolina, Colorado, Oregon, all getting a seat. And as for that New York line, it's fascinating. If 89 more people had filled out the census, they would have kept their seat. Meaning, if you take a look at the electoral votes of New York, just search it up on your on your favorite search engine, right? They, I think, have 29. They have 29 electoral seats. They, does that mean that they would have had 30? They would have, they would have kept the amount they have, or they, I think they always had 29. I think that's it. I think they always had uh, 29 uh, electoral votes. And now they're going to have 28. But they would have kept 29 if 89 more people had, uh, had filled in their census. That's incredible, by the way. That is incredible. But good. New York having less power is excellent. Florida having more power. Texas having more power. Excellent. You know who else lost uh, a seat? Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Those states that have been so important, now a little less important. Interesting. That is some interesting stuff. And where do the demographics take us in the next 10 years as baby boomers continue to shift and live longer? It's interesting. It is unique. And it is people making a decision that they are not going to be represented by this failure. They are speaking up. See, sometimes you got to actually go out there and you got to demand it. You got to cast the ballot and, and then you got to, you know, get the, the, the signatures on the petition. And other times, you just got to pick up and leave, baby. You got to go, daddy O. You got to vote with your feet. And they did that in California. Now, the problem is very often people leave California and then they, they move and they bring the terrible ideas with them. Just ask New Hampshire. This is why I believe that when you move to a new state, you should not be allowed to vote in a statewide election or local election for three years. You can vote for Senate. You can vote for your congressperson. You can vote uh, for president. Can't take that away from you. You don't get to vote for governor or mayor or town council for three years. You got to learn where you live. You know I'm right. 
Oh, my, oh, I could get mocked all over and, and little websites are picking up. Look what Tony Katz said. Hey, he doesn't believe in that you should not be able to vote. I don't think you should be able to, to vote if you're going to bring your dork nonsense policies with you from California. <laughs> not at all. I don't want that. Learn where you are at. What makes it tick? What was the reason you moved there to begin with? Uh, Maybe it was the weather, but it had something to do with economics, right? Here, let's look at a, a big, big example. You think it's an accident or just happenstance that Tom Brady chose the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Of course not. Of course it had to do with taxation. Of course it did. Oh, it did. He could have looked at seven, eight other places. You better believe that was a factor. I'll say it again. I'm right. You're wrong, Producer Ari. I'm going to put you in the corner. I'm like sure baby. Tom Brady, with his hundreds of millions of dollars, damn straight, didn't pick up the team with game the best chance yes, to win. Yes, he did. You're wrong. This, I'm 100% right. I have wiped my hands of you. Feh. Of course, everybody looks at these things. Of course they do. Do I think it is the only factor? No. Do I think it is a factor? Yes. It is, of course, a factor when people move, when they decide on jobs. They also take a look at what kind of activities they're interested in. That's why it's harder for states in the North. as uh, When air conditioning became prevalent and you were able to really live in the South... Now it became a it became a struggle. It became a struggle. Baby boomers and, and, and people living longer, giving the South more time to even grow. Of course. Of course, of course, of course. All of these things play a part. And to say otherwise is laughable. So the the northern states, Midwest states, they have got to be, you know, much more creative in how they go about things and how they offer up opportunities. And that doesn't always mean, you know, uh, just straight up uh, tax cuts, although I'm always a believer in straight up tax cuts. It means a whole host of things. But uh, we, we should be clear why people move. They move for all sorts of reasons, and economic is, of course, one of them, and they choose them very often based on economics. My point is, wherever it is that you move to, three years, you don't get to vote in a local election. You got to learn where you are so you don't bring the bad ideas with you. Because you bring the bad ideas with you, and they slowly build up, and then you're like, I can't live here anymore. And then you go ruin about another place. Talk about a virus. I'm Tony Katz. I've spent a lot of time talking about my pillow, and now Mike Lindell, he's done it again, introducing the new My Slippers. My Slippers took two years to develop. They ensure the highest quality and comfort. They're designed for all day indoor or outdoor wear. The My Slippers are made with quality leather suede and the exclusive three tier cushioning system. This combines layers of My Pillow fill, impact gel, and comfort memory foam to absorb impact and relieve pressure. Your feet will never feel the 
the same. Whether you prefer the moccasin or slip-on style, my slippers are available in a variety of colors and sizes. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new my slippers. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square. Enter promo code TONY or call 800-873-0758. And while you're there, take advantage of all the discounts on all the MyPillow products. The Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, the MyPillow Towel Sets. You can only save 40% on the new slippers with the promo code TONY. That's MyPillow.com today. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com. Search for Tony Katz and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. So I was catching this video of uh, Project Veritas asking questions of uh, Anna Cabrera, who is a CNN host, who uh, they claim uh, said false things about Project Veritas. Right, that's the group that goes undercover and basically, you know, outs these organizations for their pro-progressive, anti-conservative bias and for the actions uh, that, that, they, that they take and actions that are meant to silence people. So here's uh, Project Veritas catching one of their anchors, Anna Cabrera, uh, coming out of a, of a building, getting into her Tesla. And I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? That they're, 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 they're right there with her. How, can, can you answer the questions? False. Ms. Cabrera, why did you broadcast something the second time when you knew it was a lie? CNN's own Brian Fong talked to Twitter representative. Would you like to wire wire? Ms. Cabrera, would you like to be a whistleblower for CNN? Where? No, she does not want to be a whistleblower for CNN. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I was playing this. I was, I was listening to it during during the break, and producer Ari lost his mind. Me, I'm Tony Katz. That right there is producer Ari. News organizations reporting on news organizations. And you do. You're, you're right, Ari. You, you, you see this all the time. Brian Stelter, his entire show on CNN is talking about what they're doing at Fox. Fox very often has stories about what CNN has done. That's what they're doing. That is exactly what they're doing. How can that be enjoyable? I mean, you, you, you want the news. You want to actually know what's going on in the world. You want to know that uh, the, the powers that be in France really do feel that there is an incoming or an impending fight with Islamists 
who have started to get really emboldened again all across France. You want an honest conversation of, of, of the border. We just had a whole conversation about where the people keep, maintain, and value their rights. That's what the recall of, Calif- of the California governor, Gavin Newsom, is all about. Their power coming first. And what is the power of the press doing? Reporting on whether or not one of the hosts over at Fox News got vaccinated in a public enough kind of way. It is nuts. You're not crazy. This is garbage. Worthless stuff. But watching CNN not answer a question is, you got to admit, it's pretty funny. Supreme Court going to take a Second Amendment case. Cam Edwards of BearingArms.com is with us to break down what it means. This is Tony Katz Today. Supreme Court taking a Second Amendment case. It's been a long time. A long time coming. Or maybe we've been better off because they didn't know how those cases were going to go. What if they were taking cases that would become settled law and they didn't go the way uh, Second Amendment practitioners wanted it to go? Maybe sometimes patience is everything. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. Cam Edwards uh, joins us. He is the editor over at BearingArms.com. B-E-A-R-I-N-G. Get it? The right to keep and bear arms. BearingArms.com. You also hear him here uh, from time to time uh, filling in, and I greatly appreciate it. This is your Ballywick, man. This is what you do. Let's start with what this case is about, which is really as I see it, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, this is about whether or not states have to be shall issue states or whether or not they can continue to be in areas or in the state itself may issue states. Yeah, I, I think that uh, generally uh, you're correct, Tony. I mean, this is a challenge to the may issue licensing laws in New York State that give broad discretion to judges and sheriffs and police chiefs to decide who has demonstrated a, a justifiable need to carry a firearm because the average citizen doesn't possess the right to carry a firearm in self-defense in the state of New York. You have to present yourself as somebody special, that there have to be some sort of, you know, unique circumstances uh, in your life that elevate you and and your right of self-defense above that of the average citizen. Now, to make sure we're saying that in, in its most plain English, there's nothing in the Constitution that says you have to prove to another person why you need it. The whole idea of proving need, is that's the question of the tyrants. Why do you need uh, a, a, a firearm? Why do you need to make uh, that speech? Why do you need due process? All the, That's, that's a, a tyrannical uh, kind of question. But we certainly see in New York, we certainly see this in, in counties in California, like Los Angeles County, where the Constitution is not enough for them. You have to provide this pressing need. What, in your experience, as you've been following this, has ever 
worked or been classified as, yes, that's a pressing need. You need to have a, 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 a concealed carry permit. What has been granted? Well, in theory, let's say you uh, carry large sums of money. Uh, you're a small business owner. You uh, make deposits late at night. Uh, theoretically, that, that might elevate you. That might give you a special need. Uh, if you can document a specific ongoing threat against your life, uh, that might qualify. But if you live in a high-crime neighborhood, that doesn't matter. Uh, if, if you've been the victim of a crime in the past, that doesn't matter. And most importantly, your right to keep and bear arms doesn't matter. And I would also say, too, in practice, Tony, what we've seen is that there are many people who have dangerous jobs, uh, you know, are, are, are in dangerous situations. They've been denied a, a license to carry. But in New York State, uh, you know, if you're Howard Stern, if you're Donald Trump, if you are powerful, if you are wealthy and if you're connected, you can get a license when the average citizen can't. Talking to Cam Edwards of BearingArms.com. So this case is about New York. And what New York had said is you can have a gun in your home. You can have a gun at a, at a, at a firing range, um, at a gun range. Uh, but that's it. As a matter of fact, the only way you can transport a gun is if the gun is unloaded. It's into it's different from the uh, ammunition, and you're bringing it to the gun range or back to your house. There's no other place you're allowed to have a firearm. Don't even ask. And this is the question that the the Supreme Court is going to be addressing: whether or not that's a violation of the Second Amendment itself. Well, not exactly. Uh, what you just what? described was a New York City law that, that was challenged by the Supreme Court, was accepted. A uh, case challenging that law was accepted by the Supreme Court last year. And New York City actually changed the law in question to, to moot the case. So this isn't dealing with the, with the transportation of firearms. This is dealing, again, with who gets a license to actually carry a firearm. And the individual plaintiffs, along with the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association that have sued the state of New York, look, the individual plaintiffs, they've all gone through the required training. They're not prohibited persons. They meet all of the statutory requirements to get a license. But the sheriff, or in uh, some cases a, a county judge, has said, nah, that's not good enough. Uh, you know, you, 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 you may have gone through all that training. You may be a responsible gun owner, but um, just because you want to carry a gun because you're afraid that you might be the victim of a violent crime. Well, that's no reason for you to actually carry a firearm. I had asked before, you know, the reasons that they would find acceptable. But, of course, the conversation is, who are they to find any reason <laughs> acceptable? When you, when you take a look at... Um, where this court is and the decisions they have made in the past, Cam, uh, where do you feel this is going to go? Because even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when we talk about uh, the Heller decision, which I thought would have solved all of this, by the way, not being the expert you are, um, even agreed that, yes, you have the right to keep and, and bear arms. How do we think when we look at this court right now, how do we think this is playing out? Well, you know, so I think folks need to uh, set some reasonable expectations, right? We're, we're not talking about um, the Supreme Court declaring all, you know, licensing laws invalid and, and moving every state to constitutional carry. 
Um, that That's not what uh, the plaintiffs are asking for, and I don't think that's what the court is going to do. What, what I'm hopeful that the court will do, however, is to say that these type of may issue laws violate the constitutional rights of Americans. Look, we have 42 states right now that are shall issue in terms of their concealed carry licenses. We have eight states that are may issue. New York is one of them. California, Maryland, New Jersey, a couple of, just a handful of other states still have these laws on the books. Uh, when Illinois became the last state in the union to adopt right to carry, they adopted a shall issue system. When Washington, D.C., had its uh, may issue laws challenged in court and they were struck down. They didn't appeal to the Supreme Court. They adopted a shall issue system as well. This is uh, this is what is in place across most of the country. Uh, and my hope is that the Supreme Court will say, look, that's the law of the land. You can have training requirements if you want, uh, but you cannot simply create some sort of two tiered system where some folks get to exercise their right to bear arms while the vast majority of citizens don't. Talking to Cam Edwards of BearingArms.com. Now let's get into what happens when the Supreme Court makes a decision. Because, I mean, this this is the story, right? You have discussed before on this program that sometimes you're lucky when the Supreme Court doesn't take a case because the truth is they're not ready for it. And the last thing you want is for them to be engaged in something when they're not ready for it. So now... Here it is. What happens if they go in favor of people getting their their uh, their ability to to carry? And what happens if they go opposed? Well, you know, if if they were to, I mean, there's a lot that could happen. Honestly, uh, it, it really depends on how broadly uh, this decision comes down. It could apply specifically to New York State's licensing laws. Um, there could be language in a, an opinion that would uh, impact may issue laws in, in, in all of those eight states that still have them on the books. Um, obviously, I'm hoping for a, a broader ruling that doesn't just apply to New York State, but also applies to California and Maryland and New Jersey. Um, I, you know, if the court goes the other way, which I have to say, I'm I don't really see that. I don't really see this court upholding New York's licensing laws. Um, then what that would mean is that states would be free to adopt these sort of discretionary issues and discriminatory uh, gun licensing laws. We would see more people criminalized and put in prison for simply bearing an arm in public, even if they had no violent criminal intent. Uh, Already we're seeing this in New York State. Uh, A couple of years ago, a woman named, uh, uh, oh, shoot, I'm blanking on her name now. She works for uh, Salon Magazine. She spent two months in the Brooklyn gun court. And what she found was that 70% of the defendants there were young black males without any serious criminal history. And the only charge that they were facing was carrying a gun without a license. And they're looking at three and a half years in prison as a result of doing that. So if the Supreme Court were to uphold New York's laws, then we'll see more of that, uh, particularly in Democrat-run states. We will see more people criminalized for trying to exercise their right to keep and bear arms.
Before I let you go, uh, Cam Edwards, we've seen some other bits of legislation from people like Sheila Jackson Lee, representative from Texas, and others about uh, wanting uh, databases to be public about who has firearms, about how much ammunition you have, about registering uh, ammunition. Uh, as it stands, uh, where where does that exist in in the uh, congressional hierarchy? Is this just talk for the, the sake of talk, or are they actually going to try and do these things? Well, I, I think they're going to try, but I think at the moment the uh, the votes are not there in the Senate, You know, which is why you continue to hear the uh, rhetoric about getting rid of the filibuster, uh, because you know that, that right now is the roadblock. I mean, it is the one hurdle between uh, the anti-gun agenda of Sheila Jackson Lee, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, and the rest, uh, and, and our right to keep and bear arms. And it's, it's kind of a scary prospect to think that, you know, the one thing standing between the way of a gun ban uh, in our Second Amendment is Joe Manchin uh, in Kirsten Cinema, but but that is the case right now. And Manchin has, you know, he's repeatedly said, "I'm not interested in getting rid of the filibuster. I think it should take 60 votes for things to get through the Senate." Uh, and as long as he holds firm to that position, then I, I, I think that um, Biden's gun control agenda is dead in the water in Congress. That is Cam Edwards, E-D-W-A-R-D-S. Cam Edwards on uh, the Twitter box, BearingArms.com. You should check it out for yourself. Uh, Cam, always good to be with you. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. I've spent a lot of time talking about my pillow, and now Mike Lindell, he's done it again, introducing the new My Slippers. My Slippers took two years to develop. They ensure the highest quality and comfort. They're designed for all day indoor or outdoor wear. The My Slippers are made with quality leather suede and the exclusive three tier cushioning system. This combines layers of My Pillow fill, impact gel, and comfort memory foam to absorb impact and relieve pressure. Your feet will never feel the same. Whether you prefer the moccasin or slip-on style, my slippers are available in a variety of colors and sizes. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new my slippers. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square, enter promo code Tony, or call 800 873 And while you're there, take advantage of all the discounts on all the my pillow products, the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the My Pillow Mattress Topper, the My Pillow Towel Sets. You can only save 40% on the new slippers with the promo code Tony. That's mypillow.com today. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com. Search for Tony Katz and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com.
So I guess you can file this under the ever-growing number of moments you realize that media can't be trusted and they don't do anything to change themselves. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's a pleasure, guys. It always is. You know the name Stacey Abrams, Democrat from Georgia. She ran for governor and she lost and she won't admit to it. She will not admit that she lost the race for governor. Uh, She's asked about it. She discusses it. She gets questioned by by, uh, Ted Cruz about it. She, She won't admit it. She refuses to admit what is clear and obvious and without question. She lost. Look, sometimes you lose. That's just the way it goes. Sometimes you lose an election. To to deny it is just is just pathetic. But that's who she is, and from that she has gained gained fame, and somehow she's some hero, and now she's uh, helping to get people registered. And there's of course question whether or not there was impropriety in that. I'll let that question get answered by the courts or lawsuits, things uh, like that. But what's interesting is that she wrote a piece, an op-ed. She wrote it for USA Today. And she, at the time, favored boycotts. Favored the boycotts. She was defending a national response to Georgia's voting laws, which are not reminiscent of the Jim Crow South. The people who say that are liars and don't know anything about the Jim Crow South. They literally know nothing, and they're proud of it, regardless of the color of their skin. If they compare Georgia voting laws to Jim Crow laws, they know nothing. Just so we're all clear. She called the legislation racist and classist. The impassioned response to the racist classist bill that is now the law of Georgia's to boycott in order to achieve change. Events hosted by Major League Baseball, world-class soccer, college sports, and dozens of Hollywood films hang in the balance. At the same time, activists urge Georgians to swear off of hometown products to express our outrage. She continues, however, one lesson of boycotts is the pain of deprivation must be shared to be sustainable. Boycotts are complicated affairs that require a long-term commitment to action. I have no doubt that voters of color, particularly black voters, are willing to endure the hardships of boycotts. However, USA Today updated it. They allowed edits to take place retroactively. Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta, and she was able to make changes. The impassioned and understandable response to the racist classist bill that is now the law of Georgia is to boycott in order to achieve change. Events that can bring millions of dollars to struggling families hang in the balance. Major League Baseball pulled both its all-star game and its draft from Georgia, which could cost our state nearly $100 million in lost revenue. 
Rather than accept responsibility for their craven actions, Republican leaders, leaders blame me and others who have championed voting rights and actually read the bill. Their faux outrage is designed to hide the fact that they prioritize making it harder for people of color to vote. No, they did not. And you see what they're doing here. They took away the part where she favored the boycotts and then tried to throw it on Republicans. USA Today allowed propaganda and then put it as an opinion piece in their quote unquote newspaper. Trust the USA Today and any part of their group as you see fit. It is despicable what is going on. Despicable that these are so-called news organizations and they cannot be trusted. She said what she said. And while she may want to lie about it, like she lies about not losing the, the gubernatorial race to Brian Kemp in 2018... The truth is there. The problem is people don't search for it, right? They're not doing the work that we're doing. And so they buy into whatever it is she does now. That's a propaganda society. So when we say media is the enemy of the people, there you go. And journalists, don't complain to me. I don't want to hear your garbage. Tell the USA Today they were wrong and do it loudly. I'm Tony Katz.